So I'm changing his diaper last night. He's looking right at me. And I'm like, what's up, buddy? I'm trying to connect with my son, have this moment. And then I just saw his eyes kind of squint and close very quickly and start shaking his head. This dude was pissing in his own face, a solid stream shooting straight north with a nice arc right between his eyes. And my wife said, you're not covering his penis? I said, I didn't know. He didn't know that he can't piss on himself. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. No, we coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, the returning Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, and we are the West Coast Gambler, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network, the only gambling show that makes you money. And boys, do you hear that? Do you feel that? It's NFL season, baby. It is time to talk about the NFL once again. We survived a long, arduous offseason. We're in the end of July. August is just around the corner. Training camp is happening, and it is time to talk about the biggest offseason NFL story that this podcast has yet to cover. And it involves the man who I hold dear. I've held dear for 17 years of my adult life. The starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers still the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Boys, we have to talk about Aaron. We have a guest coming on, Peter Bukowski. He's been the number one voice on the interwebs talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. He's coming on later. We're going to give our takes as well. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this. You have to be, Tony. You you have to be, Tony. You have to be because because I'm not going to just let this go like it normally does where you ask me and Drew sort of formulaically for our opinions on this. That's not how this is going to go tonight. You're sitting there, uh, and for those of you who are not not able to watch on our Zoom in front of a giant Green Bay Packers (laughs) banner that is hanging in your apartment. Yeah. Uh, and his hair looks like Aaron Rodgers. And currently he's got dangles. almost he's got a very similar. It's a little more it's a little straighter and a little more put together, a little less wavy. Um, maybe that's just because he didn't throw a football around for a couple of hours before we did this. Um, yeah, I'm not banging Shailene Woodley any night every night either. Are you right. wearing are you is that an office shirt you're wearing? Are you wearing Dunder Dunder Mifflin shirt? Too, is that Tony? a Kevin uh, versus I, the Chili uh, NBA Jam style Dunder Mifflin office T-shirt? <laughs> I am wearing a throwback T-shirt, but it's a throwback T-shirt to the original name of this podcast with our faces on it in caricature so i, I am so, feeling a little well irony. good i'm glad because this time we need to hear from you first because you are a resident packers fan you are a resident packer expert and i know this has been a long off season for you i know you've spent a lot of time stewing and uh, uh contemplating and wondering and also but i also know how you work because i've known you since we were sophomores in college, and I know mm. that what you like to do is get everybody else's opinion so you can call them morons and then give yours and have the last mm. word. So this time, this time, I want to hear what you have to say about Aaron. After he's been a half an hour in front of the Packer media on Wednesday, 
basically laying out his resume over the last 17 years of everything he's done, explaining why he feels like he wants more say, um, and, and and kind of seeming to be very, very open about it. So, Tony, what, what is, what's your take from that? What's your take from the follow-up press conference with Brian Gutkunst the, 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 the day after? And where is your head right now as a Packer fan? Well, I uh, would love to get into all of that, but first... Let me talk about some of the big news that has happened in the other sports before we get to talking about the NFL. Russell Westbrook is now a Los Angeles Laker. Isn't that insane, guys? As it's it is it is so nuts. Now about Aaron Aaron Rodgers. No, no. Well, real quick, real quick on that guy. Yeah, yeah, so wait. Russ Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, going back to LA, where obviously he's from and played at UCLA. Uh, pulling the stat from the worldwide leader. How about this? He's owed $44.2 million this season. The Westbrook-LeBron AD trio is going to combine to earn $121 million next year. 19 entire teams will have a lower salary cap going into free agency. Wow. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I'm, I'm going to have a fresh take on this Russ thing. I will say Russ is very polarizing one of the most polarizing players in our in in, in basketball history, I think. Yeah. Uh, statistics sometimes don't match. I guess his performance and wins and losses. I absolutely, absolutely love this move for the Lakers. I if, if you watched that playoffs and saw just an anemic Dennis Schroeder and how he somehow held out to try to get more money for agency, what this does is you bring the assist leader in the NBA to the Lakers. You allow, you allow LeBron much more rest during this regular season, coming off a COVID-shortened year, a shortened offseason this year, and Russ has a motor. This, obviously, this, this team is going to be built for the playoffs. My quick-fire reaction, I think this is a awesome move for the Lakers. R.I.P. Kyle Kuzma. R.I.P. Yeah, see you later, KCP. Kyle <laughs> Yeah, but honest to God, I mean, what a move. Like, I, he really I, I, liked I, I, I being really, a Laker, I, too, Kyle Kuzma. I feel he like he was it. like he all in the on the organization. He really as, loves the L.A. life. He was on an episode of Dave. As he a, was on an episode of Dave. I didn't know who that was. Who the fuck is that? It's Kyle Kuzma. As a bartender to the private parties in the world of Malibu and Los Angeles, Kyle Kuzma loved being in Los Angeles. R.I.P. Kyle Kuzma's social life. But as for basketball, Drew, what's the worst thing? about Russell Westbrook's career. Like, what's the biggest thing that people have picked on? It has been his uh, uh, late-game heroics, his two minutes and less, the way he messes up over and over again when the game is on the line. Guess who's probably the best player in the world at that? His new teammate, LeBron James. Russ, listen, last two minutes of the game, you don't even need the ball in your hands. I got this. My name is the king. I love the the pairing as well. The only thing I'm worried about is how old each of the three stars are and how injury plagued they all are. But you can't, you know, you can't play the injury game when you're making these trades. I think the marriage is great. When's the next time you're going to get all these dudes on the court at the same time? Like, old or not, injury-prone or not, if things go the right way, they're going to be out there. You have a chance to win every single game. You have a chance to win a championship with those guys on the floor. The Lakers did it with less. Nothing would surprise me watching the GOAT, number 12, Tom Brady, play football. Obviously, football, quarterback protected positions different than the NBA. LeBron James is playing basketball seemingly for over 30 years at a high level now. He's 35 years old. Do the math. However... Westbrook's got two years left on this contract. To me, this is a very evident, clear two-year championship window before LeBron might actually see a little bit of decline until he goes down to the post permanently. I think this is a two-year window move 
for the Lakers to make sure they're still, you know, if Kawhi comes back to the Clippers and PG and all that shit, and just making sure that they're going to be on that other side of the bracket if the Nets presumably get there to take on an upstart Suns team. Uh, and also, obviously, the, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. So I really like the move for the Lakers Love personally, it. and I think Russ and, and and I think Russ will embrace that role. By the way, who's I just checked on DraftKings? Who's the f- overwhelming favorite to lead the NBA in assists next year? Russell Westbrook. Also, uh, I'm pretty sure me and you are going to be playing the four and five in that lineup because they cannot afford to sign anybody else. But those three might be able to do it on their own. Moving on to another trade that happened today. The MLB trade deadline is right around the corner and people are moving at a fast pace. Mad Max Scherzer and Trey Turner are now what what, were nationals, but now we're coming to LA to join us on the Dodgers. Crazy news in the MLB. But Drew, I'm going to go back to you. Your Chicago Cubs who you bet on on this podcast to have more wins than my Boston Red Sox. That ain't going to happen. They are selling the farm. This World Series winning team is no more. Anthony Rizzo is now a fucking Yankee. What did you guys do over there? I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, you guys can cut me off whenever, but I'm going to do a two minute soapbox here. Anthony Rizzo uh, is one of the most beloved athletes that I'll ever have in my entire life. Uh, For 10 years, he served the Chicago Cubs. Not only did he serve the Cubs, he he was kind of the start, the face of Theo's rebuild there in 2012. I mean, he for four years, he literally hit between 30 and 32 home runs and had between like 90 and 110 RBIs. And he really provided Cubs fans in the city of Chicago the most unbelievable sports memory, not on just like our life or Chicago's lives, but probably arguably the best moment in sports history breaking the 108-year drought in Chicago. And listen, this is, sounds so corny, but he's a better guy than he is player. Everyone knows about his 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 fight through uh, cancer as a young man. Yeah. And he's just an amazing person, an amazing beacon in the community. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd have been pissed off about them, you know, selling to the Yankees here the last, the last uh, in a contract year. But it was very evident that this team needs a complete – rebuild a remodel and i think the covid shortened 60 game season they got they won the division uh didn't score run the playoffs and and actually for a while there tony were in first place as as soon as like 30 days ago yeah before they lost about 12 games but this is the writing the writing was on the wall for riz and kb who i expect to be moved uh probably within you know 24 hours here yeah um hopefully and it's weird tony yeah absolutely and this is the thing i can't in any shape, way, or form, have any kind of sadness towards Riz leaving. I hope he goes to the Yankees. I know he's he's you know a bitter rival to your Red Sox, but I hope he absolutely destroys that short front right field porch. Yeah. And I just want to say, in 2016, when they won the World Series in the wee hours of November 3rd, <laughs> uh, I was at George Street Pub, uh, a mile away from Wrigley Field, north of Wrigley Field. And, you know, uh, the ground ball went into Chris Bryant's glove. He threw it over to uh, Anthony Rizzo, who caught the last out of the World Series for the 2016 World Champion Chicago Cubs. And I am unashamed to say at that point in my life, I just turned 30 years old. That was easily, easily a top three moment of my life. I'll never forget it. And he had a big part of it. So I'm literally, not to sound corny, it's almost like when a grandparent, uh, a, a special dog that you just had an amazing, amazing relationship has passed on to another life and you have nothing but gratitude in your heart. I love Anthony Rizzo. I will always love him. I hope he does awesome for the Yankees and uh, 
Goodbye, my sweet prince. Well, Grandpa Rizzo has moved on to the netherworld of the New York Yankees. I'm sorry to hear about it, Drew. I am. I I think it's perfect move. Talking about Westbrook going to the Lakers is a perfect move. I think Rizzo going to the Yankees is a perfect marriage, and I'm going to love to hate that guy in the pinstripes. Let me tell you about it. Dangles, as the I, resident Red Sox fan, this move made the Yankees better. I don't think it's enough for them to make a real yeah, run of the playoffs, but it, who though? knows? Did it make them better? Because the issue isn't the fact that, I mean, well, they they do stink at hitting the ball, but I think they need pitching more than they need hitters right now. They get Joey Gallo, a guy, again, a huge power hitter, but a guy who also strikes out a lot. You know, you're getting, he's an Adam Dunn type. You're getting two things out of him. You're getting a bomb or you're getting a K. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it actually does make the Yankees better. Their pitching has been terrible. Their relief pitching has been awful. Garrett Cole has been has been not very good. So, I'm I, I, the Red Sox are cruising right now. I don't I don't have any reason to, to feel bad about, <laughs> about the way they're playing. Rafael Devers is playing out of his mind. Xander is excellent. Um, yeah, uh, good you know good pickup for the Yankees. They have a, str- a strong first baseman. I thought though in this kid Luke Voigt that they like. I mean certainly yeah, you can see you later, Luke. I guess you know Luke's going to be a utility guy now. A um, lot of a lot of good hitters in that lineup. So who knows? Maybe they get a little help out of it. I personally hope he strikes out every time he goes to the plate. Now that he's wearing pinstripes. Well, from a man that made Drew think he was the best thing to ever happen to his favorite team. To a man that I believe is the best thing that ever happened to my favorite team. It's time to talk about Aaron. Uh, as everyone knows, the the histrionics that have taken place over the offseason between Aaron and the Green Bay Packers, Adam Schefter leaking information, all this bullshit that has happened. As Dangle said earlier, Aaron came and gave the 30-minute speech to sort of answer all the questions. Which, by the way, was an amazing Amazing thing to watch an NFL player speak that bluntly about the organization he still plays for and that openly. Phenomenal. And also the questions he was being lobbied by the Green Bay media were not softballs at all. They were actually asking him real questions. There were a couple couple that got off the rails a little bit, but by and large, they were very real. And and the way and you could tell in the way Aaron answered the vast majority of them in length that he Mm -hmm. appreciated the thoughtfulness that the reporters uh, have throughout this whole offseason. I have had to come to terms with my own Packerdom, my fandom. I am an owner of this team. I love this team. I've loved this team since I was born, since I knew what football was. And throughout this whole thing, it's pretty clear to tell the mistakes that the Green Bay organization has made with the best player this organization has ever seen. It is clear to see Green Bay has done things wrong in this marriage. And I, a, a child of a divorced family, had to pick, do I go with the Aaron side or do I go with the Packers side? Because you cannot go with both in this dilemma. And I've debated what to do, because if I see Aaron Rodgers in another uniform in the future, like Tom Brady with the Buccaneers, will that bring me joy or will that bring me hatred? If I see Green Bay being led to a 5-11 and team by Jordan Love, will that bring me joy? Will I wonder what could have been? And after this whole saga... After him taking the time off and going to Jeopardy and playing in the game and being silent and Green Bay doing all these idiotic things, leaking to the media, Mark Murphy with his foot in his mouth every time he opens it, I have come to terms that I am still and will always be a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Because Aaron Rodgers has been slighted, yes. And Aaron Rodgers deserves more say in the organization, who he wants, if he wants Jake Kumaro, Randall Cobb, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, all the guys he's named. And yes, Green Bay has done some of them wrong in the way they kicked them out of the door, Jordy Nelson in particular. But Dangles, as you know, this is a business. And you have to keep up to the times. And one of the reporters, I don't know his name, but thank God he asked it. He asked Aaron, 
Some of the guys you mentioned had much worse careers and much worse years the second they left Green Bay. And it might have been a bad signing if Green Bay kept these players for the money that they wanted. And Aaron didn't really have an answer to that. So as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, I am a Green Bay Packer fan. That being said, I am all in on the last dance Green Bay Packers year. Listen, I told you guys off air that I thought this was going to be uh, the end of the Green Bay Packers. They've been 13-3 and three, two years running, but you cannot bring this distraction into the NFL locker room. And yes, they might all say, oh, it's not a distraction, but the, the constant barrage of media questions and everything. There is no chance this team could win a Super Bowl with this distraction going on. But they have turned it around behind Devontae Adams, who might not be a Packer next year, behind Randall Cobb, who might not be a Packer next year, and behind Aaron Rodgers, who definitely will not be a Packer next year. This is the last dance, the last chance for this team to hoist a trophy and win a Super Bowl. And I am all the way in. In fact, in fact, I have put the biggest bet I've ever placed on a future on the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl this year. I am ride or die with this Why Green not? Bay team, and I Why am not? sending Aaron on his way with a Super Bowl victory and a second consecutive MVP season. I'm all for it. You can't talk me off this ledge. Drew, the Detroit Lions fan, I'm sure you have something to say on this. Well, Tony, I'm just relieved that we can't talk you off the, le- the ledge when you text me in Dangles asking the odds for Aaron Rodgers' retirement and then ask me to maybe potentially put a future bet on Chicago Bears winning the NFC North. This is my takeaway. that could happen too. The, 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 this was the takeaway of my Rodgers presser. And I watched it. I rarely watch pressers in its entirety. I always try to read the cliff notes, blah, blah, blah. I watched it in its entirety, yeah. as I'm sure you it's and captivating television. And, you know, I'm on record. I don't like Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I'm a Lions fan, but I've never really liked his character. I don't like the things I hear about him, the relationship with his family. I don't like any of it. I was blown away by his transparency and just his authentic tone in that presser. And he really did seem like a guy completely at peace with the situation, yeah. which by the way, really isn't resolved, right? No. It's not, this isn't like a happy ending. Like, Oh, like I got my contract. Like what he was saying made perfect sense to me. And I love the fact that he sprinkled in, Hey, look, I'm not a victim here. I made a lot of money. I'm lucky to play this game, you know, but he just, Laid it out, naming the veteran players that he thought were slided out the door. Uh, even saying his re- current relationship with his GM is quote unquote professional. He didn't sugarcoat anything. And as you said, Tony and Dangles, I believe, says too, it was very refreshing for me to see an authentic side of Aaron Rodgers that yeah. I really, because I think he can be very coy, kind of a dick, blah, blah, blah. So, Tony, you, you answered the question for me. I want to know as a Packers fan. When you hear your star quarterback and the leader of your organization for 17 years essentially say, hey, look, man, uh, I'm not informed about business decisions. I'm not informed about personnel. I'm not informed about salary cap. To me, as a Packers fan, if I was a Packers fan, that would infuriate me, right? It would absolutely infuriate me. So the Packers way uh, clearly is is different. I think if they don't change their way, they're going to – you know they've had 30 years of success in this league, but I don't. I think I think they do have to tweak. I think they have to tweak their way in the future. Yes. To retain the success. However, I think the biggest winner of that press conference may be the Green Bay Packers for the reason that I agree with you, Tony. I do not think Aaron Rodgers is playing for the Green Bay Packers next year. But guess what? The Green Bay Packers probably know that, and now they have a full season to get their affairs in order, 
to figure out who they're targeting in free agency, to get Love, you know, the, the looks, I guess, in the film room and really have him shadow and see if he's ready to be the star next year. Yep. And lastly, shut the fuck up up with the last dance analogy okay the bulls won six nba finals in six appearances aaron Rodgers has been to one count him one super bowl and he's won his only super bowl but let's get to super bowl before he called the last dance however the sharp shave of the sharp might have to agree with tony that the packers might be might be the team to beat in the nfc we will see when we come to our future show but very captivating tv very, very interested to see how this Packers team plays out and Rodgers' performance. Clearly, he proved last year he's the fucking MVP. Uh, I'm expecting a very, very good year from him for sure. I can't well, wait. I can't know, wait. Dangles, before you go, I do want to say one thing that Drew brought up when it comes to uh, uh, the Packers have the ability to get all their ducks in order. I do want to get some clarification on the contract that Aaron Rodgers is now under, the re-signed contract that apparently voided the year of 2023 and made it so that this year is a make-or-break year for this contract. I do believe the Packers still have him under contract and under team control until the end of 2022, making it so that the Packers can receive some compensation should they trade Aaron away. I don't believe it's going to be an Aaron walks into free agency because that would be the stupidest move of all stupid moves that the Packers could make as an organization trying to compete in the NFL. But I will say this, Drew, when it comes to free agency stuff, and this is what really irked me about the, made me choose the Packers side versus the Rodgers side. When Rodgers came out and said that when it comes to free agency, Green Bay is not a free agent destination. People are coming to play with me. He is correct in that. And yet he stayed silent during this very tumultuous offseason and all of the money that could have been spent by the Packers on certain free agents, all the trades that they could have made in free agency did not occur because of the question marks that surrounded Aaron Rodgers and his contract situation this year. So yes, they're allowed to get all their ducks in a row now, but Aaron held them hostage over the last offseason. So for him to come out and say, the free agents are signing here because of me. The free agents of this past offseason did not sign here because of him. I don't know that it's like a picking a side thing, though. Like, I think you can have both. I think you can, you know, want the best for Aaron Rodgers no matter what happens to him and also still be a fan of your team. You know what I mean? This 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 happened with Tom Brady. The same sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a you different story, I mean? though. Tom Brady won six with you guys. If yes, Aaron Rodgers but, only finishes his career with one Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, I'm dead set in, uh, in standing this. It is a failure of a career with the Green Bay Packers. I don't know that I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. He has you the know, same the, amount of Super Bowls as Joe Flacco. Sure. Eli Manning but, will have more Super Bowls than him. But you put those two guys on a freaking scale, and, and it's just going to bowl over on the Aaron Rodgers side between which is between exactly what why only one Super Bowl, which is exactly why well, only one okay. Super Bowl is a failure. Look, if he's that great of a player, he should have one that, more. He's only been to one Super Bowl. He's oh, like one and uh, three, one and four in yeah, NFC and he's championship. Just one guy on a fifty-three man team, though, and you've had bad coaching, and there's a, a lot of different things besides Aaron that have played into the fact that that they have been he's obviously part of it again he's part of the team so he it, when they what lose, I'm trying to say loses. is you cannot compare the Tom Brady situation to the Aaron Rodgers situation I think there are parts of it. it I think there are parts of it that you can but at the end regardless of how you view that I think it's not really about winning some perceived battle between him and the organization right or like getting a bigger deal I think this is Aaron accomplished exactly what he wanted to within this offseason which was to make his point that he's at peace with whatever happens watching that press conference this is a guy who is 
accepted his fate, whatever that might be. He's like, I'm here. I'm, I know I'm a rock star. You guys took a chance on me. I love this place. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. I've made a lot of money with you. I know what I am to you. Guys come here because of me. And that is true to an extent. And guys are better because of him. That is true to an extent, I think. It, it, not only on the offensive side of the ball, but on the defensive side of the ball. Because if you know you have Aaron Rodgers in the game, I think it, it, it gives you a different view if you know you have that chance to win. Um, but he's also saying, like, look, I have these issues. I've been here for a long time. I know how shit works. They're not coming to me and asking me these questions about these personnel decisions that I think affect my job. So, look... I don't expect them to. And he even addressed that as he was like, you know, someone asked him, do you think this will be a distraction going into the season? And he was like, no, because I don't expect them to come to me with these decisions. So he's not even he's not even expecting anything to come from this at all. He just wanted to make his point and get out there and say, look, I have these issues with this organization. They've never come to me. They hired Matt LaFleur without asking me. They 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 sent all these dudes off uh, on, you know, into retirement. It You know, and and look, I, I think I think at the end of the day, he made his point. And he's just going to be fine with whatever it is. And the fact that, and, and to anyone who would say, the last thing I'll say is to anyone who would make the argument that he's concerned about his legacy and that he folded because he didn't want to, you know, he, he was concerned about his legacy and he wants, to, like, of course he wants to win another one. But he was asked several times about, like, considering retirement and he said he talked to guys about what retirement looks like. And that wasn't enough to convince him. So, like, he's, that tells me that if he's seriously considered that, he doesn't give a shit about what his legacy is. He feels like he's already proven that, and he's fine to retire if he needs to. But, Dangles, my question is, in a vacuum here, in a vacuum, when basically the, the nuts and bolts of this conversation was Aaron Rodgers wanted an extension to finish his career in Green Bay. That's what he wanted. He right, because they've never taken finish. a chance on him ever, and they wanted them to finally literally put their money where their mouths are. So, so, so when, it, when it comes to, like, you don't have to take sides, it's like, you kind of do have to take a side. If you're a football fan, especially if you're a Packers I, fan, I only or you're mean, a gambler, you, 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 you sign Aaron Rodgers to finish his career in Green Bay. You pay him whatever the fuck he wants. The Brady situation is last year in New England, of course, he had a terrible, he had a terrible offensive around him. But that quarterback, the last year of the Patriots, was not the same quarterback we saw in Tampa Bay last not year. Then, not then, but, if you, but, but think back to 2013. Remember after they made, what, the Super Bowl and then an AFC championship game, and then what happens? They lowball Wes Welker, who goes off to the Denver Broncos. Tom Brady loved Wes Welker. the best target he'd ever had in his career. He goes off to the Broncos where they win a Super Bowl the next season. And and who, was, who, who were our, our receivers that year? Like Austin Colley? Like fucking, I mean, Aaron Dobson. I mean, they brought, they went out and get Danny Amendola from St. Louis, who was great, won some Super Bowls with us, but he's an injury prone guy. There are some parallels. Brady felt like the guys that were around him that he wanted were being shipped away and he didn't have a say in it. And it's a different situation because in New England, you're not going to expect to get a say like that because Belichick just runs his ship so tightly. And even, even with a guy like Brady, if there's anyone who's going to crack that mold, it's Tom Brady, right? But Green Bay is a little bit different. I think Aaron feels like he has a little more sway in Green Bay than Tom ever did because they're just two different organizations. Bringing it back to Aaron Rodgers, I will say two things that, again, differentiate the conversation with Brady is one, uh, Tom Brady has never been the highest paid QB in the NFL since he broke the records with the 50 touchdown season. He has purposefully had a contract that was under the league uh, maximum because he knew that they needed money to sign people around them. And two, 
the timeline on what Drew just said is a little bit messed up, and that's what this press conference is kind of convoluting out here. With when did Green Bay come to the table with the extension for Aaron Rodgers to be the longest-tenured Green Bay Packer, and when did Aaron decide to stop having conversations about this extension? Remember, he's under contract until 2023, before this all happens, before the love pick, before all that goes down. He is under contract until 2023 as a top-five QB for the rest of that contract. It's only when Pat Mahomes signed his new deal that he was beaten as the top-paid quarterback, him and Matt Ryan. So I don't want to go too far into the weeds until we get our guest on here. But again, the the the, the sequence of events in Aaron versus the Packers, a thing I, I undoubtedly believe you must choose sides on the way this has been presented to us. Right now, oh, the whole entire public is pro-Aaron Rodgers, but again, I do believe you're getting swayed a little bit by the sequence of events. I do believe Green Bay is getting a little bit of the shaft with the public perception of how this contract negotiation stuff went down. But again, I think we've said our piece on this. I wanted to get our conversation out before we had our guest on because he has the facts more than anyone else. He has been in the weeds in this whole entire Aaron Rodgers conversation. So once we get the guest on, we will pepper him with questions. We will get our uh, our answers in ourselves. And then at the end of the show, don't you worry, gamblers, we do have the back up the Brinks truck bet of the week. Coming up next. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo Jo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Up the All right, and we are back. Sadly, we were not able to connect with our guest. We will have him on in the future, maybe. Who knows? Undetermined. But Drew, in order to give our fans a little it's bit a of something game. before we do the Brinks Truck Bet, before we go on to the Brinks Truck Bet of the week, I heard we have a little story about the newly arrived Colton. Yeah, we're going to call this uh, Infant Corner here at the West Coast Camblers. So, <laughs> Definitely not uh, stealing that from any other show. No, no, no. Infant Corner. Uh, the tiny, mighty Cole, as you boys know, born six pounds, five ounces, came home from the hospital because they lose X amount of their body weight. Five pounds, 15 ounces. Uh, as of recording at this undisclosed hour, he was nearly double-digit pounds. Wow. And people just talk about how attentive he is. He's a wide-eyed boy. Not sleeping great, but just a beautiful, beautiful boy. Objectively, just gorgeous kid. Very. Yeah, I heard very, he's intelligent. Yeah, well, he's very. Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's smart. He's already like looking. He's squeezing my pinky. He's he's you know he's yeah. trying to roll over. He's very. I can tell he's smart. His he, he's looking at you. He's figuring things Quick out. Quick as a whip. So I'm changing his diaper last night. He's looking right at me, and I'm like, "What's up, buddy? I'm trying to connect with my son. Have this moment." And then I just saw his eyes kind of squint and close very quickly and start shaking his head. This dude was pissing in his own face, a solid stream shooting straight north with a nice arc right between oh, his eyes. No. And my wife said, you're not covering his penis? I said, I didn't know. He didn't know that he can't piss on himself. Well, he learned from his mistake, right? Needless to say, three hours later, same position. Does dad have anything covered like they're muffing the survivor torch in the popular Jeff Probst show? No, I am not snuffing his torch. And guess what? Little less arc this time. Maybe the bottom of the chin. He pissed again in his own face. The tiny, mighty Colt 
pissing in his own face, son. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna work on that. But other than that, he's just he's a dream kid. That story was better than any guest we could have possibly had on the show. Let's move on to the Brinks Truck Bet of the Week. Guys, I gave you a couple of Olympic bets that have still yet to cash, but they are in the running, and I'm loving every bet that's come out so far. Drew hinted at this bet earlier when he he talked about the U.S. basketball team. In the Olympics, we have the Slovenian national team. Not a single team looks better. No one has a better point differential than the Slovenian national team because they are led by their dream team alumnus, Luka Doncic himself. Listen, Slovenia to win gold is plus 800. I'm not going to go that far, but I will say Slovenia to win a medal in men's basketball is minus 110. They are going to win their group. They are not going to face the U.S. until the medal rounds, which means I think they can do just enough to at least be in the bronze medal game if they lose to someone early. Slovenia to win a medal, minus 110 is my Brings truck better the week, making money on the Olympics. Dangles. I'm going to go pretty chalky here, I think, with something, fellas, because there's one big portion of the Olympics that we have yet to get to, and that is track and field. And in the men's 100-meter dash, the fastest man alive competition that Usain Bolt is, uh, is, is, is the world record holder in, there is an American named Trayvon Bromwell, yep. who is a plus-110 favorite to be the gold medalist. It's not great money, but it's almost a sure thing. This guy is is very, very fast. He's expected to win. I'm going plus 110, Trayvon Bromwell. That's your brink struck bet for me for the men's 100-meter gold medal winner. Love it. Let's go to Shea for the Sharp with our final brink struck bet of the week. Guys, Team USA basketball raked through the coals, losing to France early, uh, bounced back with a 60-plus point win against Iran. Well, guess who beat Iran by six? The Czech Republic. And mm. guess who plays Team USA next? The Czech Republic. Mm. I, I'm looking team, team USA to get off to a fast start. I think Popovich finally has him uh, moving at the pace he desires after a little layoff uh, and maybe some practices together. Minus 13 in the first half seems very, very cheap. I'm taking Team US of A minus 13 in the first half against the Czech Republic. Republic back up the Brinks truck. I love that. Czech Republic stink at basketball. They're a hockey nation. I love that. That is it for the where we need to talk about Aaron NFL podcast. We're going to be a little bit hit or miss the next few weeks, but come the middle of August, we are going to be bashing you over the head with NFL futures, NFL bets, maybe even a fantasy show here to help out your fantasy team. It's all NFL from here on out. We cannot wait. We are the West Coast Gamblers, Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and my name is Tony Cavallo, the only gambling show that makes you money and a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Pit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!